Hello, hello, good morning. Welcome to Voices of the Festival. We are back. We are back to having our uh, mor uh, morning sessions. Uh, and here I am today. I'm at Julia in the lobby of Julia. Uh, um, so, um, and we are happy to have Jessica, which is watching already. I can see it. Let me invite her. Jessica. There we go. And she will join us right away. Uh, hi, Jessica, how are you? Oh, good morning. Good morning. You are one of the f the fastest uh, guests to get in. <laughs> uh, it always takes a little while. How do I do this? Uh, uh, yes, I'm pretty experienced at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. You're, you're very good at at, uh, at social media and keeping <laughs> yourself active there, right? Yes. Yeah, I try to keep up. I keep everybody informed, everything I'm doing, you know, things go by really quick. Got to make sure that everyone's paying attention. <laughs> I know. No, it's a lot of a lot of keep it up and um uh, especially with all the all the accounts that they had to do. Uh, uh, me with with my personal and, and then all three of my big jobs. I mean, essentially I, uh Savannah and Opera Hispanica and all yeah, the I wanted all the, this candle, congrats on that thing you did because you're oh, always doing so much. I don't see it. I don't see it uh, because there's text in the middle. Hold on, let me see if I can get rid of text. Uh, it might be I, backwards. It is backwards. Uh, could you <laughs> read it for me? Congrats on that thing you did because you're ah. busy and you're always flying around and and you have so much exciting work so yeah happy having fun I, I, I love doing things so i'm i'm excited yeah the the uh the what a new opera with opera hispanica was fantastic last saturday i will do it tomorrow at right. dc in the, in the smithsonian in the washington mall uh tomorrow at 2 p.m so um ah. very excited with that so and and uh, where are you I am in my home in Savannah. This is my, this is my office slash you know recording studio for everything, and I have my gym equipment here. Wow! <laughs> I have tech. everything in this one studio. <laughs> I guess you couldn't have that in in New York to have a, a room dedicated to a, a social media studio. I know exactly. It would have been a lot more difficult to so now you're a savanian and and i think you're you're a savanian because of the festival correct yeah actually yeah it goes back a long way because i started singing with the savannah voice festival in 2018 while scott and i were living in new york with toby hollenberg for two years in a row and we thought that savannah that the landings in savannah would be a wonderful place for scott's parents my husband, for those who don't know, um, uh, for, for them to retire because they wanted to move somewhere warmer than Colorado. And so they checked it out. They stayed with Toby <laughs> and oh, they bought a house. And we ended, you know, fast forward to the pandemic and, you know, Scott and I were just freelance performers and we lost all of our work in New York and our lease was up. And so we thought we would just stay with some family and just ride out the pandemic and my family's in New York but it was there was a, a bigger house situation in Savannah so we just moved in with Scott's parents and then Scott ended up getting a teaching job here and it was a great job and so we ended up getting our own place and we're like well I guess we'll be here for a little while <laughs> great great well I 
I love Savannah, so uh, I think it's just great. It's a great place to be there, and just so so beautiful, so comfortable, so homey, and uh, and such a human scale. I, I think that it's everything is very much for the human scale. So you feel comfortable and mm -hmm. and you know embraced. So really totally. very supportive environment. Good, 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 and. And we go back a long oh. time. I know um, for um, for everyone that don't know this, uh, I I used to teach at NYU, at New York University. I used to, um, among other things, I taught a vocal chamber class. And that's how I first met Jessica. She was a student uh, in that class. So tell us, tell us the, the yeah. journey that we did together. Right. So I think it was my, I think I was in the class for my junior I'm pretty sure. And so, I, think, I think you did take it a couple of times and then you did the summer and yeah. then you did your master's at MSM, right? Right. Yeah. So right. I, I know it was you who encouraged me to, to take the summer program at MSM and I had a great time. And then I ended up, you know, MSM was one of my top choices for my master's and I got in and ended up going to MSM for my master's. <laughs> so yeah. you not enough of me. <laughs> uh, no, excellent. And and um, so you you did the MSM, and of course you met Scott uh, yeah. there, and and also you Actually, met Dan. Scott and I did not meet at MSM. He did his undergrad and masters like years before I was there, and then he started his doctorate after I graduated from my masters. So we met when he I don't know I. I forget if you know, but he wrote this opera called the Tinder Opera that's been performed yeah. live a couple times, uh, but it was an opera written for film. And it was, you know, he got attention from NPR. It like was a really great success. And so he and his film partner wanted to make a second one that was about something else, you know, pop cultural. And so they wanted to make a film opera about The Bachelor. And so they needed uh, a female co-star who, you know, could have believably have looked like they were on The Bachelor and has could sing well. And so um, a couple people recommended me to Scott. And so he kind of called me out of nowhere and asked if I wanted to audition for this thing. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. By the way, who are you? <laughs> and so we ended up working together on this project. And, you know, it all it all happened from there. But we had a lot of friends in common because we both went to MSM at such a short in a short time period of one another, but we actually never attended at the same time. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't. I I assume that since you're both MSM grads, yeah, that that you you fit you you met there. But it makes sense that the recommendation came obviously through some other MSM people. So and yeah. common friends. Yes, sure. actually. Um, and then in <laughs> in the summer program, you did the festival. I mean, you did the, the, you work with Dan Gettinger and yes, that's and, right. And and somehow, uh, how did you come to Savannah through through me or through Dan? Actually, it was through Carl Mo. I was I was doing some research on like what other programs I could apply to for that summer, and I just kept seeing Savannah Voice Festival as something that Carl kept doing, and it seems like he was having such a great time there, and it seemed like he had such a solid support group. Um, of you know patrons in in Savannah who love him and I was like hey should I give this a, tr uh, a try and and he was like yeah I think that'd be a great idea and then I I had started working with Beth Roberts about a year oh, before perfect. 
And so sort of a combination of Beth working at Savannah Voice Festival and Carl encouraging me to doing do it and sort of putting in a recommendation. Um, it all perfectly set me up to come to Savannah. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah, I, I recommend it, Carl. We, Maria said, we need some tenors for some projects. So I said, well, try Carl. <laughs> and, uh, and he loved it there. And we... Uh, I remember that was 2014, actually. I remember wow. because, and uh, and he's been engaged and involved with Savannah, like you, like yeah. nonstop since. So uh, I'm glad that that you guys are uh, such a strong part of the family. Yeah. How, how do you talk about that? You thought that um, Savannah was such a. I mean, Savannah Voice Festival was such a. Yeah, great support. How, how was your experience yourself? I mean, obviously you like it because you stick yeah. with it. Yes. <laughs> but but I, um, I just want to um, just if you kind of verbalize how uh, how it is from the artist's point of view. Because I think some of our our guests, donors, and audience members don't know exactly what the artist feels in terms of being part of the Savannah family. Yeah, it's extremely unique. Um, I've never really experienced in past programs and, and festivals, like the really strong connection between the artists and the patrons who attend. I mean, it's, it's like a lifelong bond. And, you know, I've, I've been part of other festivals where, you know, people are nice and they, you know, congratulate you after the performance, but it kind of stops there. It, they don't keep up with you in the coming years. But it's like, once you're involved with the Savannah Voice Festival, these people are invested in your careers, like no matter what you do. I mean, it'd be, it's great if you continue to come back to Savannah Voice Festival, but they're really just so supportive and just actively encouraging um, for like all aspects of my career. Because as you know, I'm, I'm an opera singer, but I'm also a strict actor and now I'm an aerialist and I do many things and so, they they end up supporting me in, in everything I do. And I even right. am personal trainer for Toby Hollenberg, who was my first, you know, patron housing, <laughs> housing mom. <laughs> so Great. they become really involved in your lives and um, really just supportive and like just help you with anything you need while you're at the festival. Fantastic. What's an aerialist? An aerialist is like a, an acrobat who performs on specific apparatuses, like the aerial silks, like, you know, the two silks that come down and climb them, do special things. And, um, and then there's a hoop and there's a trapeze. And so all, all different apparatuses you can use. Um, for when I was, I, I was, you know, I was just America's Got Talent and I used the, the lira, which is an aerial hoop while I was singing. Right. Well, I, yeah, we saw that that video was fantastic. And then, you singing O Mio Babino Caro, uh, Mio Babino, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from, from a hoop going up and down and, and, uh, so, and face down and everything. So <laughs> it's all, all directions. Yeah. So working your support. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like Scott sometimes says that, I sing my best when I'm <laughs> in the hoop because I'm so, so supported and like I'm so concentrated on my breath that there's really no other way to sing. <laughs> right, right. Oh, interesting that, that you will think that the main thing that you will be thinking is just not to fall, but <laughs> I right. guess 
<laughs> I guess when you're singing also you had to, oh, I had to really keep the air flowing, right? Yeah, exactly. I think to get, I mean, you know, aerialists do fall. Luckily I have not, knock on wood, I have not fallen yet. But, um, but I, I didn't start singing on these apparatuses until I was completely comfortable on, on the hoop, on the silks. And so I, I'm not as worried. And when I'm, when I'm doing like a singing routine, I'm not programming, like, I'm not choreographing the craziest moves that I can do. I'm choreographing moves that still look cool and, and are fun to watch, but aren't like super risky, you know? Right, <laughs> right. cool. And um, um, what did I just say? So have you came up with this idea of this experience of doing, doing aerialism? Yeah, well, so I, I have a background in strength training. I'm a personal trainer. So fitness has always been a big passion of mine. And I did this one gig in September of 2020 um, in Montana at Alpine Theater Project with Marcy Richardson, who's opera gaga. You guys know who that is. Um, and she's an aerialist opera singer. She's been doing that for like 10 plus years. Um, she's, she had been like a core member of company XIV in New York and she's like going, she's on cruises now. She, she does a lot of it. Um, and so I did this gig with her and it was like an opera burlesque kind of combination show where she was doing aerial stuff and singing. And sometimes she was doing aerial and I was singing and we had like a small cast. And, um, I thought, you know, she, she taught me how to climb the silks. And I thought, I think I can do that because I have, you know, the strength for it. And I definitely love a challenge. <laughs> and so when I came back to Savannah, I just looked up, you know, aerial studio, circus studio, anything that's around here. And it turns out there are aerial studios here. There's Savannah Cirque and now there's Cirque Divina. And so as soon as I got back, it was like October of 2020, I just started training immediately. And it's been a little over almost two years now. And so I, 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 it was, it just became like kind of a pandemic project for me that I wanted to learn aerial arts and then start seeing if I could sing while doing that. And it turns out I can. So, <laughs> and then wow, and that was, uh... from AGT contacted me and asked if I was interested in submitting a, a video for it. And I was like, wow, well, I never would have really thought of auditioning, but since they reached out, I was like, well, I might as well give it a shot. <laughs> and so I ended up getting invited on the show. So they invited you. No, it's not that you, you send the application and say yeah. like, uh, hey, How check it me worked. out. Yeah, they, they do have open call auditions. So I think this was, but they also have producers who kind of scout talent. So it's like, probably the equivalent of like getting to the front of the line of the open call because they reach out to artists and ask them to put together an audition video. So they don't automatically invite you to be to, to LA, but they invite you to submit a video. And so once I was encouraged to do that, they, they asked me, Oh, like my team loved your video. Can you make like two more with different apparatuses, different songs, different costumes? I was like, okay. 
um, let me put this together really quick. And I did this all in one week. And luckily, um, you know, talk about the amazing community in Savannah, the Savannah theater allowed me to come into their theater. They have air, they have silk set up and they have a hoop. And so they let me just record all these audition videos on their stage, just out of the goodness of their hearts. And so another thing that I would never have been able to do in New York <laughs> for less than like a thousand dollars a day, you know? <laughs> That's great. I mean, especially the, it's uh, how unusual that the, the Savannah Theater had had those those things set up. So that's perfect because you have a beautiful stage with a beautiful sound, and and it feels like grand more than right. than a studio. Yeah. So I definitely got very lucky. The community here is amazing, and just everything sort of lined up perfectly, and I couldn't, you know, couldn't deny a, a good opportunity. So. Luckily, they liked my videos, and then they ended up inviting me to, like, the live taping of with in front of the celebrity judges, and so I got to do my audition. So you went in front of the celebrity judges, and um, but that was that was air on on TV, or or that was just like uh, the how do you call it? That was uh, the final. <coughs> the final. So it was, this was the audition round. So I got. I got to the audition round, which is like not live in the moment. Like they don't live stream it live, but they do tape it as if you're performing live. So I, as far as I was concerned, I was doing it live because it was, you know, I was backstage and they call me to, to get ready. And then I go out on the stage and everything was just in sequence as if we were performing it live because there was an audience, everything. Um, and so I had like the pre-show chat or I had the, the, the pre pre-show chat off stage with Terry Crews, where we talked about like what I was about to do. And it was sort of a surprise that I was putting Ariel into this act because we decided that it would be, um, I would present myself just as an opera singer. And then in the middle of my performance, the hoop would come down and I would get in and I would start doing the, the Ariel with it. And so I couldn't reveal that I had an aerial aspect to it. So I was just talking to Terry Crews about being an opera singer and how, you know, it's, you know, I, I want to introduce opera to a younger audience these days and get them interested in a special way and, and um, chatted with the judges beforehand about contemporary opera on the stage. Um, and then, you know, got into my whole routine and they ended up giving me yeses, which is a passing score. But at the whole end of the audition round, they take all of the yeses and then they select like, I don't know, 30% of them to actually go on to the live rounds. So I didn't end up getting selected for whatever reason, even though I technically did get a passing score from the judges. But the good news is that some of those yeses who didn't go on to the live rounds didn't even get any airtime at all after all that after all the filming backstage the whole day of like interviews and this and that like some of them didn't even get to be on tv at all and at least i did get a small feature so i am grateful that that they did air some of my audition and that it was positive <laughs> great so so when when did they air how, how did they air part of the audition it aired um in at the end of july so it's on it's on YouTube. If you Google, if you like YouTube, my name and America's Got Talent, you'll find the clip. It's it's all on YouTube. Yeah, I saw it. So, but uh, oh. I just wanted to excellent. Yeah, but I wanted that to tell it so more people know exactly how to find it. So that's yes, now everybody. <laughs>
And tell us, uh, tell us how you how you started with with singing and music, classical music and opera. So I started when I was young. Um, mostly, I mean, I was like you know, kind of stereotypical singer. I was singing before I could even remember, you know. But where where are you from? I'm from Long Island, New York. And so my formal training began when I was about 11 or 12. I started going to um, a summer camp for performing arts, USDAN, out on Long Island in Huntington. And I started doing musical theater there. And then I started training with a classical voice teacher at 13 and did all of the musicals at in my middle school. And then when I got to high school, my high school along with the middle the the musicals the plays the all sorts of different the improv troupe and everything they do operas and full-length opera in the original language um and so i was definitely intrigued and started preparing which, which uh, high school is this a great neck one just yeah great neck south high school it's a public oh, yeah, high school. we have we have so many People here at Julia and Julia Pre-College coming from the Great Neck. We have yes. a, a thing like six people or more coming from that high school and making into into Julia Pre-College because they they do the crazy thing. I mean, obviously doing like skiki or or actually uh, I think the last last year we have one currently in in our program and they did uh, Tales of Hoffman's at the second yeah. time I know because some years back a tenor era more. Hoffman. I know. I was with Aaron. Oh, you were with Aaron. Yeah, he was. He was. I think two or three years below me. But we did, we did uh, Le Notte di Figaro together at school. And he was Don Curzio, and I was the Countess. And then we did the next year. We did um, the Merry Widow together, and we were the, you know, he was Danilo, and I was Hannah Globati. So yeah, Aaron. Perfect. How, how random is that? That's great. And uh, exactly. So and and of course, you know, people will will consider unusual to be doing full operas with orchestra at in high school, but they do it. Hey, they do it. And and actually, kids love opera because of that. And I think oh. we should, you know, revisit this idea that think you know young people should not be doing opera because actually. Uh, you guys get motivated and, and continue in that path. And I think it's, it's just extremely valuable. Exactly. If I hadn't done it in high school, I, I don't think I would have ever thought of pursuing opera because I would not have really known about it. You know, maybe I would have known about it in passing, but I probably would have just gone right into musical theater. But just being introduced to opera in high school, I found this, this intense passion for it and the extra challenges that opera brings vocally and challenging you with languages and and everything and so i think it was super important for me and um my choir teacher back then who who did who basically music directed all of the operas and held rehearsals and everything uh dr pamela levy she was a huge motivator for me. And she ended up actually, she took a position at Great Neck North High School. And so she's creating the opera program there now. So she went from South to North. And I think they're still doing the operas at South, but now it's it's growing to North. And so I think that's where a lot of the students in the pre-college are now. And uh, Pam teaches at the pre-college at MSM actually, but. Okay, well, 
that's a, that's a big competition yeah. now, yeah, the, the south and the north, which I'm sure for high school must be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's so important for young people to have that experience. And, you know, people argue that, oh, it's not good for your voice, but I just sang it with my voice that I had. I was not pretending to be another singer. I was just, I didn't know any better. And so I was just singing it with my voice and I'm pretty sure my voice is not damaged. So <laughs> it only helped. <laughs> and the challenge of doing, I'm sure, I don't know if they do it with cats or not, but doing just full length operas and being the ability. Yeah, we did but cuts. But still, still, even if you cut not say, still is long. No yeah. matter how much you cut it, even if I you know. just do the, the arias and the some of the ensembles, it still is long. So just to <laughs> learn so much repertoire at yeah. that age, just outstanding. Totally. And it was just, it was like such a huge highlight for, of my high school career, just doing those operas. Like it's so deeply ingrained in my heart, you know, <laughs> like La Noce di Figaro is definitely my favorite opera. <laughs> and I'm so glad I got to do that. And since I, you know, I'm not quite, I'm, I'm more of a Susanna and I did get to sing Susanna later uh, in my career, but um but just knowing the Countess's part and just just having that knowledge of both sides just makes me feel like I understand the opera that much more. And I got to, you know, have more experience in the different shoes and different characters and just knowing the music that much better and kind of feeling like I know what is going on at every point, you know. Great. And, uh, and how was it? How, how is it? I mean, I'm curious about that that that, um, that school. Is that uh, because I know that you and Aaron have a huge talent, and, and but how was the rest of the cast? It's, it's just like, is it possible, or it's just like it's a, it's a very cute performance? It's pretty good. I mean, I I look back on videos of it just just to see if it was as good as I thought it was, and it's you know it's not a professional theater, but it's it's. It was pretty good. I mean, I there was there's something in the water out there in Great Neck because these great talents keep coming through. Like the 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 girl who was my Susanna at the time had been, you know, training in voice since she was like three years old and she just had an incredible voice and just these these great voices just keep coming through and, and keep rising to the challenge. So I don't I think they're wise about which operas they pick because they kind of can hear what students they have and they pick based on you know if when we did the magic flute if i if my teacher didn't know didn't think that i could sing the queen of the night they wouldn't have done the magic flute because you need a queen <laughs> you need to know that you have a queen so you know they're they're wise about which which shows that they have the talent for great that's fun and uh, so and after that and after that after after undergrad well then i went to undergrad for you know at nyu steinhardt and then manhattan school of music for masters and, uh, and how why why the the choice of nyu and uh, we met there so i i was thinking about what i wanted to do and you know half of me was trying to be more practical knowing that a career in opera would be really difficult and so i was looking for a program that was a university that had a conservatory-like program within the university. I didn't want to go straight into a conservatory for undergrad because I just wanted to make sure I, I was making the right choice for myself and 
you know, in case I didn't absolutely love it, I had a, a bigger university to fall back on. And so I just found Steinhardt, I found the program, and it just, you know, I had the, the grades for NYU. And so I, and I discovered this program, and it just, I don't know, I just had this feeling about it. It just felt like I would just fit right in. And it was, they had a musical theater aspect to it also. And I also love musical theater. And so I love that there was an acting, there was acting training, there was, you know, classical voice and musical theater. And I thought their productions were fantastic. And so I don't know, I just had this feeling about it. And it was the only place I applied. <laughs> so I applied, I mean, I probably I had some things on the back burner. I had like second choices, but I applied early action. And so if I didn't get in, I would have had to really scramble for the rest of my applications. But it was basically the only program that I ended up applying to. And luckily, I got in. <laughs> That's great. Were you able to do musical theater also in, in the program? Because I, I think they're pretty yeah. separated, although they I, are, they're very good in the musical theater. Yeah, so the first two years, freshman and sophomore year, you kind of all have classes together as vocal performance majors. And then in junior and senior year, you start to specialize a little bit more. The musical theater kids get their musical theater repertoire classes and the classical gets the like the song and, and aria repertoire classes. And so, um, but that said, the productions, you could audition for any production you wanted. So I was in... I was in a couple of the musicals there. I, my senior year, I was in Fiorello um, at the Skirball Center, which was so awesome. And I, I think the musical theater program is fantastic there. And so it was just to be among that talent and in that cast was like unforgettable. And we had Sheldon Harnick come to rehearsals. <laughs> so that was truly amazing. So it was, it was a nice, well-rounded experience. Funny, when, when, I, uh, when I did... Um... One of my first conducting job was doing uh, a new version of uh, L'Enfant Les Sortilèges oh. with a translation by, by Sheldon Harnick. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he made a translation for us. And uh, it was like, like this really fun thing. Um, it was, yeah, that was like my second year in, in New York. And it's, it's actually was my second opera I conducted. Oh, my so, God. I love that opera. That was, that's such a great one. Um, that's so cool. I had no idea. I, I don't know if I, I have the, that copy. Of, I should have the copy of that translation and it would be fun to, to review it. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. I should, I should see if I have it. I, I should have it. Right. I mean, there's no reason why I don't. So, um, great. And, and uh, so what are you doing now these days? in, in, in oh, post-pandemic Savannah. I know, the pandemic changed up a lot of things. Um, you know, like, like many- Well, certainly made you an aerialist also. Yes. On top of everything that you do. Exactly, <laughs> yes. As if I don't do enough, now I'm an aerialist. Um, yeah, and now I'm getting gigs doing just aerial stuff. Like I just performed at the, the JEA gala last weekend with the with Cirque Divina, the, the aerial troupe here. But um, yeah, these days I'm you doing- always sneak some aria there anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they would love it. Yeah, but that's, that's an upcharge. <laughs> um, these days I'm doing a lot of, um, I'm doing a lot of acting 
actually, and trying to get a lot more into film and TV. Um, I booked my first like, you know, big TV role. I mean, it's not a big role, but it's a uh, my first union television role in a panhandle, which filmed in Savannah, but my New York agents got it for me here because they have access to all that stuff. And so I got to be in a scene with um, Luke Kirby, who plays um, Lenny Bruce on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and uh, Tiana Okoye, who was, who was in The Good Place. Anyway, they're just like these big stars and I got to be, you know, their tour guide for a rum factory. <laughs> So I, yeah, I got to do that. I've been getting some more. Do, do you have lyrics? Do you have uh, text? Lines? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Also, so you're really in that acting there. Yeah, yeah. And I. And when it, when is it? When in, did it air, or when will it, it air? Um, the season premieres on the 20th of September, so it's very soon. Tomorrow. Wait, no. Today's the what day is today? Twenty <laughs> third. There's the twenty third. So the twenty. Yep. In three days, the 26th. Oh, 26th. I thought you said 24th. Okay, oh, 26th. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the whole season premiere, I don't know if they're going episode by episode or if it's like the whole season will be just out on, um, it's on Spectrum Plus and Roku. Uh, so we'll see. And I hope I'm keeping my fingers crossed that my scene didn't get cut because it's a, you know, I don't, I have like two lines, so it's not like a huge thing, but um but it seems like a, an important scene, so I hope that it will still be in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so I, I did, I booked a few commercials here and still auditioning for things. And so I, I always have my, you know, self-tape studio set up so that at a moment's notice, as soon as I get an audition, I'm like, okay, gotta set it up. Either I'll have Scott read for me as my off-camera reader, or I have friends nearby or, in a pinch, I'll, I'll call a friend and have them read over the phone. But so it's a lot of auditioning and performing live around town and um, aerial stuff and personal training. So it's like I have all my skills on rotation, so <laughs> I never get bored. <laughs> so you do a bit of everything all the time. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's fantastic. That's fun and, and, and very, very modern. And I know that in a way that's what shows in your in your social media that you do many things and, and and you show everything that you do at the same time and it's all fun and energetic <laughs> I'm glad. and you're doing something for for us today tomorrow and sunday right and it's a beautiful yes. collaboration with the savannah phil it's actually the first collaboration that we're doing uh this year and it's we're very excited that to be doing something together tell us more about it yeah, it's it's a great collaboration between um, Savannah Phil and Savannah Voice Festival. And uh, it's me and Chad Sanka, who are going to be the vocalists for this concert. It's a couple of outreach concerts. The first one's at Hull Park in Savannah. And then the second one is on Sunday at um, the Savannah Yacht Club. And, you know, we're singing a, a mix of opera, musical theater, things that people can connect with and recognize and hopefully sing along. Uh, and yeah, it should be really fun. There's a violinist who's going to be playing some solo stuff and, and with us and a pianist. And so it should be a really fun concerts. Yeah, the, the program is, is really beautiful, interesting. We, and then you're doing, uh, you're doing Cuando Me Vo, right? Cuando Me Vo, and you're doing the PSU and you're doing some things from Field on the Roof. Yeah. And 
uh, of course, we're, we're finishing with uh, Moon River. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have a, a violinist from uh, Mr. Song from, from uh, the Savannah Field. And, oh, and yeah. there are pianists that I cannot remember the name. Uh, do you remember? Uh, okay. I, I, I don't know him yet, uh, but uh, you'll, um, but he's, um, he's, he's a regular pianist and he's a fantastic uh, opera person also. So um, it will be great uh, to have the four of you doing a combination. Dave, for example, are going to be doing a couple of uh, solos. Uh, I mean, the violin and piano number, including the, the beautiful uh, meditation. <laughs> Sorry. Meditation from Thais oh, and the Intermezzo from Cavalleria. And for example, uh, we're doing Morgan by Strauss with the mm. violin, which is gorgeous piece in that version. And for example, he's playing the pizzicato in, uh, like the, imitating the guitar for, for the serenade, the Don Juan, oh. Don Juan serenade. And, uh, so it's a really, really, really fun repertoire. Even, f I mean, and I know people that don't know opera will love it anyway, and people that love opera will find it very interesting and varied. Yeah, for sure. Uh, huh. What are your pieces specifically? I'm doing uh, Dream With Me by Bernstein, uh, Quando Men Vol. That originates with cello, but there's a violin arrangement, yeah. so we're doing it right. that way. Yeah, I figured, yeah, that'll, that'll be lovely. Um, uh, Quando, and then O Mio Babino Caro, um, not Sun hanging from anywhere, and unless you, you, I mean, I know that some of them are going to be in balconies because the idea is that these are, are outside concerts. I don't know if they're all will be outside, but uh, the idea is that we bring the, the, the film and the Savannah Festival, we bring it to, uh, uh, to the neighborhood. So we are out of downtown and we move. Um, around and we want to really engage people and have them attracted to classical music, both the philharmonic, philharmonic instrumental music and vocal music. So, um, but, but I don't think you're going to be hanging out to sing. Not gonna have balconies, yeah. It's funny whenever, cause it, the, it's a small, ends up being a small community when you're here for a while. And so when I was at the JEA gala doing Ariel, you know, people were at my concert the night before at the temple where I did like a one, one woman show for um, the Slichot celebration that night. And so they were like, wait, are you singing tonight? Are you doing it? What are you doing? So when people see me at a, an event, they don't know what, what's going to happen. <laughs> That's good. They keep them surprised. You don't know what to right. expect. Is she going to hang out or is she going to <laughs> sing out or is she going to dance or... Is she going to make us work out? <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> Joke's on you. Get down for push-ups. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that I, I love the idea of bringing the classical music to the neighborhoods, and I think it's aptly titled Fill the Neighborhoods with a P-H, P-H-I-L, Fill the Neighborhoods. So When I first saw that, I think they were missing the in, because I saw fill in the neighborhood, and fill then they say, Oh, oh, I see. I see. Uh, yeah. Now I get, I get it. Uh, so I was going to correct and say, "Hey, I guess, guys, you're missing the preposition." But then I realized, "Oh, fills the neighborhood." Yeah. So I guess you will fill in the neighborhood with music. And right. uh, so I repeat again um, the locations and the times uh, because so, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Our, t tonight is is uh, just rehearsal, uh, but tomorrow it's at 
um, eight o'clock, wait, no, seven o'clock at Hull Park. And then Sunday afternoon. Where is, where is Hull Park? I don't, I don't know. I will Google it. I'm not sure either. <laughs> okay, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> I think it's sort of near downtown, I want to say. I, I don't think it's too far. I hope. Um, and then Sunday, it's three o'clock at the Savannah Yacht Club. And then after that, I'm running over to the temple because I'm the soloist for the high holidays that night. <laughs> so I told them I'll be there as fast as I can. I'm coming right from a concert. So it's been a busy few weekends for me. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad that you're, you're keeping busy. And I'm glad that you're also singing in the, in the synagogue because that's, that could be a steady job. That, yep. Yeah, I'm singing every, uh, as many Saturday mornings as I can. I'm basically their cantorial soloist for services. And it's been wonderful because, I mean, it's been a great steady job, but it's also, they also respect my career and they totally understand when I need to travel and they're very, very accommodating. So whenever I need to be out of town for a performance or an audition, they totally understand and they, they have me covered. So it's, it's ideal, very ideal. <clears throat> Excellent. All right. Well, Jessica, it was lovely talking to you. It was fantastic. And uh, it's always a pleasure. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad we, we catch up. Um, again, we, we, we go a long way. Uh, so it's, it's always fun to see uh, all, all the things that you're doing and keep, keep, you, keep working together, which is really great. So congratulations yeah. on everything. And uh, very much... Uh, Great job. I mean, toy, toy, toy for, for tomorrow and Sunday. Thanks. And um, I, I, yeah, right. I, I realized that, that today was canceled for, I don't remember what the reason, but it was a private, to... I think it was like a private home. Um, we were going to perform it in someone's home and there was flooding. So, uh, yeah, something. Yeah, I know it was a last minute change. Um, <coughs> oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Naomi. Uh, <laughs> Friends. Thank you, Chris, I, and, uh, and all, all, all the someone gave us five stars, Baritone Joe. Excellent, gave us excellent, Baritone <laughs> Joe. All right, and um, yeah, I was, I was asking someone, so how do I reply to people there? I said, well, you cannot reply writing, you just need to talk, you should talk oh, to, yeah. so Baritone, oh, Jose Luis, okay. Jose Luis Maldonado, was he in, in, he was in from Manhattan, but was he in school when you were there? Probably uh, before. After. I think so. Okay. We didn't pass there. Excellent. Anyway, um, thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for everything you do for Savannah Woods Festival. And we are very right. happy to have you in the family. And, uh, and we are very happy to have you local because as always, to, have, uh, <laughs> to be able to, to uh, showcase our local talent that is also related to the, to the Savannah Woods Festival is just uh, a joy. Yeah, thank you. The pleasure involved. And everyone, thank you. I will, I will see you in two weeks. We're going to start doing uh, these interviews every two weeks. And we're going to be talking to people that have been related to the festival, not just artists, but also uh, supported, uh, supporters and, and people in the family. And so I will see you in two weeks at the Voices of the Festival. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Jess. <laughs>